So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. So, today it's going to be another one about the how of happiness. So, it's going to be about happiness. It's going to be about just uh, basic thoughts on happiness and basic, like, miss thoughts on happiness, if you will. Like, uh, some things that we assume about happiness, but it is definitely not the case, as I've seen, actually. And, um, yeah, this is what we're going to go through today. It is actually a pretty cool book. It's the second episode. I've also recorded the other one yesterday, or you can see it yesterday. Or still on the channel, whatever. Um, but yeah, we'll see after the intro. And with that being said, hello, welcome back to the next episode of the Self Development with Tactics podcast. And I'm pretty, pretty, pretty happy to be here and um, record this today. Um, it's cool. I enjoy that. And yeah, we will see. It's not there. So we gotta make it be there. And now it is there. And it's also quite big enough. Yeah, let's do it like this. So I think yesterday with stop with the yellow one there. So I think we haven't gone through the other one. So yeah, I'm, I'm just going to start with this one. If the New Zealanders with the short bad alili or however it is actually pronounced, I don't know, of the 5-HDD LPR gene were able to avoid highly stressful situations or to engage viso or uh, psycho, I'm sorry, psychotherapists, uh, or supportive confidence when they anticipated stress, their genetic pros what propensity for depression might never be triggered. Furthermore, new research has shown that individuals unfortunate enough to possess the bad gene, yet fortunate to have had either supportive family environments or several present-day positive life experience, do not become depressed. 57 in order to express or not to express themselves, genes and... I do wonder what the 57A is, so might be a wrong thing. I don't know. In order to express or not to express themselves, genes need a particular environment. For example, happy marriage or job layoff. Or a particular behavior, for example, seeking out social support. This means that no matter what your genetic predisposition, whether or not that predisposition is expressed, is in your hands. I see. Um, so whether or not that predisposition is expressed, is it is in your hands. I see, so, which is something pretty interesting, you know, if I just uh, pick on that a little bit, because if we think about it, and I, by the way, hope that the audio is fine, because I'm having a blanket now on my desk, um, not as I'm usually having it, you know, because I probably should be having it a little bit in a different way, should be having it like this, you know, with a lot of uh, wrinkles and a lot of things, so it should not be tidied and, and looking nice and stuff, so um, because of breaking things, uh, breaking the echo and stuff, I guess at least. Um, so the thing is, we have genetics and we have genes. Fortunately, I think we wouldn't be living without genes. The thing is, and we all think, well, you know, these are my genetics. It is what it is. But we can still somehow do something with them, which is very interesting. Very, very interesting. Uh, a really interesting thought and thing. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, we always think that, that we're not in control of so many things, but in the end, we are indeed in control of quite a lot of things. I know whether it is good, whether it is bad, just things, not being in control, because being in control is always a good thing, because you can change things. I gotta have to have a haircut, you know, this is what I see. Even though just from the front, doesn't look that bad if I'm having it like this. Um, but yeah, gotta have to see. 
Tomorrow would actually be my first school day, one of three days that I'm missing. And uh, today I'm going to have an interview with a buddy of mine. And I really am looking forward to that just because, I don't know, it is something different. And I'm looking forward to, to what it is like, what um, and, and what value we can produce, because I think we can. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. The Serenity Prayer, written by German philosopher Reinhold Niebuhr, or something, and widely adopted for use in 12-step programs, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. This is really good. Really good. Immensely good. I just realized that the echo is still there, so I'm gonna head right to... Should I take this one? I hope that this... What the fuck? Um, and I think, yeah, you might... I mean, the best place for recording something would actually, I think, be in here. Because there is no fucking echo whatsoever. So if everyone's have to record something really important, then I might just be doing it like this. You know, I might just sit there and, and, and talk here. Because I think it really is good. I really think that it is good. I mean, because, uh, yeah, I think it makes also sense, to be honest. Um, but because I'm not going to do this today. Can you actually see me? Yes, you can see me, which is good. I think I'm going to just take this towel and I hope it is not wet. And I'm also going to have it in front of me. So to even uh, even that out a little tiny bit, I guess. And I, yeah, it, it, it does its job, I think. But it's a really good quote, it's a really good sentence, because it just evolves such a lot of things. Because the fact is, um, we are in control of a lot of things, but there's also a lot of things on the other side that we can't control. And um, focusing on these things that you can control is always going to be a good thing, because you can control them. And why the fuck would you focus on some things that you can't change anyway? Why? What's the point of that? What's the point? You know? Well, yeah. Contrary to popular belief, people actually get happier with age. I hope there's a proof there. If we observe genuinely happy people, we shall find that they do not just sit around being content or contented, whatever. They make things happen. They pursue new understandings, seek new achievements and control their thoughts and also feelings. Which, which I think is important. I do want to underline the pursuit of new things uh, or the pursuit of new understandings, new wisdom and stuff like that. So um, maybe reading per se could make you happy for that sake. I know because, I mean, it still depends on what you're reading and it still depends on how you read things. Um, because yeah, uh, it could also be the case. You know, if, if you just, I mean, I thought about uh, nonfiction versus fiction, but I do not want to say that nonfiction is bad. Uh, fiction is bad. I do not want to say that because um, it can still teach you things, but just really have to look for the things, probably. You know, you have to look for them more than when you would be reading non-fiction, which is definitely going to be something for some people. And you know, it's definitely going to be something that some people just like to also have. You know, that it is not like, okay, here it is, the tip, the point, the whatever. And, and yeah. Uh, studied 1,761 people over the course of 15 years, starting when they were single, then continuing after they became married and stayed married. On average, as this remarkable study found, people were not happier during the years after marriage than before marriage. And the average marriage boost is hap in happiness lasted for only two years. Yeah, I think indeed. You know, because uh, we feel in love. We feel everything is like good and everything is beautiful. Um, but after some time, if we get used to people, unless it really is a good person and you really are a good couple and stuff, I think it can wear off relatively quickly. Um, but... 
But I don't know. But I don't know. Marcus didn't want the effects of marriage to wear off. He didn't want to adapt to the rewards of marriage and take it for granted. So he decided to dedicate himself to be the best husband he could be and not take his wife and their relationship what? And their relationship for granted. He consciously remembers to say, I love you, um, to bring her flowers, to initiate plants or something. Initiate? Initiate? Whatever. Drips and hobbies to take an interest in his wife's challenges, successes, and feelings. Which I guess is a good idea. Really. All of us have unique needs, interests, values, resources, and inclinations that undoubtedly uh, predispose us to put effort into and benefit from some strategies more than others. For example, an extrovert extrovert may be more likely to stick with an activity that brings her into regular contact with other people and a very nurturing person may benefit more from an activity that grants him opportunities to take care of others. Furthermore, some people are best served by working on an area of specific weakness, whether it's pessimism or overthinking or problem with friendships. Another's profit from engaging in the happy strategy that meshes with their personal ideal of happiness, be it positive thinking or gratifying relationships or fulfilling work. And I think this is a very important paragraph. Yeah, it is a paragraph there because, um, because I think that we are all different. And it is something that, I mean, there's a common theme on a challenge and it has been for quite some time. And I also hope that it is going to be in the future, but um, just look shit. From the side, yeah, but from the front, it's actually not that bad. Um, what did I want to say? Like, the thing is, we are all individuals, and we all should be doing things in a different way. You know, you shouldn't be doing the thing as your body's doing it. You shouldn't be doing it like just your mother is doing it. You know, you should be doing it in fucking your way. And does this look shit? Well, I don't know. Anyway, so, yeah, I mean, this is a little bit of a problematic thing because you have to really understand yourself to just take advantage of that um but yeah still important if there is any quote-unquote secret of becoming happier the secret is in establishing which happiness strategies suit you best once you have done so half the battle is won the way to greater happiness is in your hands so yeah definitely what is working for you you know some things might be working for you some things won't be working for you you know just really a lot of things happy people are all alike Every unhappy person is unhappy in his or her own way. Happy people are all alike. But every unhappy person is unhappy in his or her own way. I don't really get it, but I still feel like it is important. A particular happiness increasing strategy will match you better if it feels natural to you and uh, to you and you are truly motivated to pursue it. Indeed. You know, because it is, I mean, if it is something that you just, I don't know, don't stand, can't stand, don't like, you know, those things that, nah, it's not going to be good. <laughs> um, that is, you want to do it because you value doing it and because you find it enjoyable and not because you feel forced or pressured into doing it out of either guilt or desire to please. Gratitude, a felt of sense of wonder, thankfulness and appreciation for life. And it is something important, fucking, fucking important. And I've been talking about it for fucking months. Are you listening to me? I hope you're listening to me. This effect, <laughs> what the fuck is going on, man? Um, this effect was observed only for those who expressed gratitude every Sunday night. The participants who counted their blessings three times a week didn't obtain any benefit from it. This finding might seem puzzling at first, but we believe there is an explanation. The average person made 
to express his or her gratitude every Tuesday, Thursday and Sunday appears to have become bored with the practice, perhaps finding it a chore where the person whereas the person who made to express gratitude only once a week likely continued to find it fresh and meaningful over time. Yes, of course. If you're doing things over and fucking over again, they are going to be boring. I know. This is, by the way, this is also one of the reasons why I am really thankful and really happy about the fact that I am not bored with the podcast at this point in time. I really heavily enjoy the podcast, you know. Um, and there's, I mean, there's also been times where everything wasn't that nice. Yeah, I don't know. I Like there's a, a very big and very intense correlation between my ability to speak well and me being happy with the podcast episode and me being happy with the podcast per se. And since I haven't been... By the way, I have to check something. Fuck. I should. Um, just because I'm at home all the fucking time and the only things that I am... Besides maths things that I'm consuming are in English, I guess also that improved some kind of... You know, uh, I mean, when I'm reading something, then it is going to be in English. When I'm listening to something, then, you know, it is, well, it is either Italian, because I really like it. It's, it's just really cool and English. Maybe sometimes a little bit of German things, because, yeah, sometimes. But uh, in general, I'm not that of a big German music guy. I gotta have to say. I really gotta have to say that. This, was, this effect was, oh, I've read that. Grateful people are more likely to help others. For example, you become aware of uh, of kind and caring acts and feel compelled to uh, reciprocate. Reciprocate, yeah. And less likely to be materialistic. E.g., you appreciate what you have and become less fixated on acquiring more stuff, which is also very important. You know, another reason why practicing gratefulness, but only once a day, uh, not once a day, but once a week, apparently, does make sense. People who feel gratitude toward particular individuals, even when they never directly express it, experience closer and higher quality relationships with them. When you become truly aware of the value of your friends and family members, you are likely to treat them better, perhaps producing an upward spiral. Which indeed is the case, but I do want to point out, please tell them. Please tell them. Um, it is something that I just nearly do every single day. Um, I'm having a group with my friends. Really, I, I just really like them and... I'm also just trying to express that. I'm also trying to just let them know that, 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 I mean, you know, that they mean a lot to me because they really do mean a lot to me. Um, yeah, super happy about, super happy about that. So, so yeah, finish each day and be done with it. You have done what you could. Some blunders and some absurdities have crept in. Forget them as soon as you can. Tomorrow is a new day and you shall begin it serenely or serenely, and with too high a spirit to be encumbered with your old nonsense. From Ralph Waldo Emerson. Or Ralph Waldo Emerson. Something like that, but it's probably not the second one. <laughs> Susan Nolan Hoxama has spent two decades investigating this phenomenon, which she calls overthinking exactly what it is. Overthinking is thinking too much. Needlessly, passively, endlessly, and ex excessively pondering the meanings, causes, and consequences of your character, your feelings, and your problems. And it is unnecessary bullshit, and you should not be doing it. Although people have a strong sense that they are gaining insight into themselves and their problems during their roomy nations, this is rarely the case. What they do, uh, what they do gain, is a distorted, distorted, pessimistic perspective on their lives. Ah, uh, yeah. Although people have strong sense that they are gaining insight 
into themselves and their problems during their ruminations. What is a rumination? I probably should look that up before I say something about it. Ah, I get it. Yeah, indeed. Like, in the end... In the end, no. In the end, everything is fucked anyway. I know in the end, everything is as it is anyway. I really like the book, by the way. A truly happy people... Truly happy people have the capacity to distract and absorb themselves in activities that divert their energies and attention away from dark and anxious ruminations. I don't like distract, but I like absorb themselves in activities. Like, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I think it is... I, I don't like, in general, generalizations, which per se is a generalization as well, but you know what I mean. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't know, like, could be the case, but I don't know. Like, I'm not everyone. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Upward comparison, for example, he's paid a higher salary, she's thinner, may lead to feelings of inferiority, distress and lo loss of self-esteem versus downward comparison, he got laid off and uh, her cancer spread. Which I, I wouldn't do neither of those two things. You know, I, w I wouldn't compare myself because, I mean, comparing yourself to somebody that is above you does can create motivation as well. You know, I think it's it's just because they also said may lead to feelings of inferiority. May, you know, uh, it doesn't have to be the case, but, but I would say that it can also create some sort of motivation. You know, when you actually can see that, okay, this person got this and that, that person got this and that and whatnot. So it's, um, I mean, it can really motivate you. It really can. I know. I don't say that it is gonna, but it can. The happiest people take pleasure in other people's success and show concern in the face of others' failures. Or you're just very empathetic. Like I don't know. Like um, again, some generalizations. Like could be the case. Arthur. <coughs> ah, sorry. Uh, Arthur Schopenhauer or something, wrote, compassion is the basis of all morality. What is compassion? Is compassion like empathy? Yes, it is empathy. True happiness consists in making others happy, according to a Hindu proverb. But I would actually say so. Like, it may be just some sort of a basic thing that people just say and stuff. But I believe in that. I really do. I think that that it does make sense. I know if... Because it is a sense of... Um, Gives you a sense of purpose, like, you know, I'm here because I make people happy. I'm here because I do that. I'm here because I do this. But yeah, uh, this is the last one for today. Um, we are quote-unquote only 20 minutes in, so so I, I could make it longer. But I feel like, well, you know, uh, this is a good ending, I guess. This is a good way to to end this one. So, so yeah, I hope. And, you know, the question of today, right. The question of today is... What could you do? What could you make? What could you create that um, that can help somebody? Because I think you can. Because I think you can say something. Because I think you can make something to really make their life better and, and or good. You could. The question is, why are you not doing it? And the other question is, why are you searching for some things you could be doing? Because you're having some talents. You know, we all have. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, I wish you the best health of happiness and also success and also hope that you're going to remind yourself and you're going to be remembered which basically means your legacy and basically means just being a nice person and then being remembered as a nice person which is always a good thing you know three other questions that I'm having for you are why are you here what are you trying to change and what is bothering you the most these three questions 
I'm hopefully going to show you your purpose and maybe even a business idea, which is a cool thing. You know, a very cool thingy thing. But yeah, anyway, I hope that I'm going to see you the next time as well. And I'll uh, see you. So bye bye. But I can't end the episode anyway because, yeah, because everything is broken once again. Because of whatever reason. It's loading. And it's loading. And it is loading. Hello, I'm tired once again because of food. <sighs> By the way, at this point in time, I feel like I'm not having enough food. Like, I constantly feel like I could eat more. But then I feel like, well, you know, I'm, I'm just actually pretty well and, and stuff, you know, so I, I don't have to. But, but yeah, I don't know if this is not just really the dumbest fucking shit you can be doing. I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah. I nearly actually uh, started to talk about something else, which is something that's pretty interesting. But I'm looking forward to the interview that I'm going to have, the quote-unquote interview. It's just going to be a little bit of talking. It's just going to be just a little bit about that. And um, I think that it could also be some sort of a therapy for me and for him. Because it just gives space to talk about things, as I would say. But yeah. Uh, Anyway, I'm going to see you. Thank you.